0: listeners welcome back to another episode of titanic minute your daily (coughs) podcast where we discuss movie titanic minute by minute it is not a happy hour on friday it is uh tuesday and uh we're talking about... Well, let me introduce my friends here. I'm uh, your co-host, Rob, and join as always by my good friends, Joe and Duff.
1: Hello, listeners. Real winners
2: don't do drugs. It's true.
0: So, minute 167. In this minute, Rose and Jack find a door. <laughs> <Okay>. So... Cool. <laughs> Jack is leading... <laughs> Jack is leading Rose, uh, you know, telling her to keep swimming. Now... I mentioned the script yesterday. I'm gonna, since I sort of, you know, read this the beginning of this, I'll keep going. Uh, the in the original script there's a little more on this where Rose sees something in the water. She says, "What's that?" Jack, sees, sea monster. It's another dog. Jack sees that she is pointing to, and they make. F- uh, make for it together. It is a piece of wooden debris, intricately carved. He pushes her up and she slithers into it belly down.
2: Slithers? What? Onto it.
0: Onto it wow. belly down. But when Jack tries to get up onto the thing, it tilts and submerges, almost dumping Rose off. It is clearly only big enough to support her. He apparently it, did
1: not make it clear enough.
0: Close to her, keeping her upper body out of the water as best he can. Okay, so that's what's in the script um i this is really a, a a a showcase episode for duff because you've hinted to this a lot um but it, it, there's a lot on this door but before we get there this hold on for one minute do you think i guess the script sort of you know gave this away that rose finds the door but the fact that like Ro- jack comes back to her and sort of says like hey Swim with me makes it seem when I watched the movie that Jack has already scoped out this door and he's like finding her to take her to that. Do you guys get that at all?
1: Mm. Didn't pay close enough attention. Okay. As usual.
2: And that the script makes it sound more like Rose is just sitting like we're waiting there and Jack literally has to pull her, and that's not quite what makes it to
0: screen.
1: Yeah. My impression is they're just swimming around. Yeah, he kind of, I don't know. Because
0: he seems to have a, he seems like he's pulling her and he seems to have a location in mind. He's like, keep swimming, come on. Like, makes it seem yeah, like.
1: Yeah, uh, But I think, like, I thought his intention was like, we keep swimming until we find something and then he happens
2: yeah, to find something. Yeah, okay. It never seems like he's ordering her around. It's like, come on, we're going to live. We got to keep moving.
0: Gotcha. So, I, I mean, I didn't I didn't take that. Take it as that. I just assumed that he had found that door heard her, That went back to her to take her to the door. Oh,
1: I didn't take it that way. Okay. I, yeah. I took it that they got lucky and found the door.
0: Well, uh, I, yeah. So, Rose, uh, first gets on it. Jack tries to join her. Starts to tip. Jack decides to stay in the water. Now, before we let Duff get triggered, um, I do enjoy this i do think this is like a, like uh leonardo caprio is very good on this sort of look where he's sort of like realizing like oh man oh i'm
1: done i uh
0: there's no hope for me here
1: that man. that look actually you're right it's really great i'm sorry to interrupt but not really yeah that sorry uh and and like i always think with leo like I, I shouldn't say always but with many times when i see his his because I, I i think he's a vastly superior actor to mark Wahlberg. Yeah, and you always think about low Boogie bar, Nights. but yeah, G- <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going somewhere with this. I know that that's obvious, but but you know, you always think about like, what if um, Leo Nights. would have taken Boogie Nights instead of Titanic? And I think Mark Wahlberg is absolutely amazing in Boogie Nights. I would agree, and yes. th- so I always, I, I, so I actually don't think it's clear cut that Leonardo DiCaprio would necessarily be better. I, I would bet money that he would be, but there's always that famous scene, you know, where like. Yep. Mark Wahlberg crackers. just staring dead ahead, and like mm-hmm. like his whole life is basically flashing before his eyes. Yep. Yeah, and like this scene makes me think like <laughs> ah maybe Leo would have been w- would have been able to pull that off and be better. Oh, that's and there's point. no evidence to that. I mean, all evidence points, of course, he probably would have been better. But you yeah. know, you, you I, know, yeah, that's a
0: that's a that's a good parallel to make because yeah, that yeah. scene in in Boogie Nights with like the sort of like slow zoom in on. Uh, on his face during the firecracker. During Jesse's girl. Yeah, that's very similar to this, where he's sort of like, man. Actually, it's strangely enough a moment where Cameron is less subtle than P.T. Anderson.
1: (laughs) Well, but it's, I mean, shouldn't be.
0: I know. I'm saying it's this little... But it's also a
1: moment where Paul Thomas Anderson has a lot more patience and will like linger on that look and Cameron doesn't linger very long on it.
0: That's true. Also Um, true. P.T. Anderson is a better director than James Cameron what yeah I'm gonna say that um so the other thing I always forget when I watch this scene is how Jack still has handcuffs on yeah like <laughs> that can't help Those those aren't coming <laughs> off no um how do you get those like let's say he survives what do you do about those handcuffs? you got to wait till you get back to America? Like, how do you eventually get those things off? You can
1: saw those guys off. And
2: Roger Rabbit, he gets them off with a, a hacksaw.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was just going to say the same thing. <laughs> you can Roger saw those Rabbit. guys off it's... like Roger he can, Rabbit. He
2: can only get his hands out when it's funny. It's not funny <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's wild. God, God that, that movie rules. It's wild that movie's like 30 years old now. Shh, yeah. Shut your yeah. mouth.
2: For... Uh, Probably true for a lot of people listening to this, but formative movie for old Duff here, oh, and still, yeah. still an amazing movie. By the I way, I
1: absolutely love it. Totally
2: and if anything, love. it gets better with age because you can see all the film noir satire in it now.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So Duff, this is your moment to shine here.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I guess the best parallel to this is Joe's Tombstone Minute One Hundred Minute.
0: Yeah, he ranted about a lot of things yeah
1: I uh, you, you sure if you say so
0: <laughs> uh so
2: I have thoughts on this door situation okay. because everyone I'm sure anyone who spent more than a minute online in the last 10 years they both could have s- fit tough yeah they mm-hmm. both could have, fit. You, have the,
0: you have the famous picture like the that picture of like the young cop like that the man and and wasn't woman that are laying on it and they're like wasn't there go, a
2: MythBusters about it there might have mm-hmm. been and so you didn't watch that first, to research for this uh, first thing I want to say, uh, going through this minute by minute, and as Rob just pointed out in the script, fairly obvious that Jack made an attempt to get on the door, and yeah. he the door submerged. That should be the end of it. So, but this is the point where people launch into their arguments, and they they just go nuts. And so long ago, I had I thought I was going to attack this from an angle of kind of like. You know everyone is a monday morning quarterback and everyone's like oh if i was there Mm -hmm. uh everyone's certain uh they know what they do in a character situation in a movie i'm not going to do that so the better question i'm going to ask is so what purpose does that serve the story cameron has is that rose is saved and inspired by jack to live her life to the fullest and given that it's titanic it's a movie about tragedy and to have Jack survive and to have Rose escape Titanic with no negative effects. I think that number one, it, it goes against the story Cameron wanted to tell and it goes against the spirit of the movie. There, there are valid criticisms of Titanic, but I don't think it's ever exploitative.
0: She uh, did lose Trudy. She did handmade. lose Trudy.
2: Um, I think Cameron is, if nothing else, reverent to this tragedy. Uh, And I think, to me, having Jack survive would be uh, a betrayal to that. That if everything just turned out okay for Jack and Rose. So, um, I think, I don't know how much Rob will like me quoting from this movie. Uh, I think Joel will be cooler with it. Is it The Simpsons, the movie? No, No, it's from Interstellar. So there's a scene in, in Interstellar after, uh, spoilers if you haven't seen this what five year old movie or whatever, um, where Cooper McConaughey has to uh, re dock with the space station that's spinning out of control, and his the robot they call Case says Cooper it's not possible, and he says no it's necessary, and. There's a lot of things wrong with Interstellar. I still like it overall. I love that interchange because I think it's kind of Christopher Nolan going F you to everyone that it's a movie and it doesn't always have to be totally. It doesn't always have to make sense physically or logically 100%. Uh, also I see the Jack could have fit argument, uh, It falls into two camps, or two trends I'll say, in current movies, movie fandom, that is awful. Um, The first is just kind of toxic fans in general, and the second is what I'll call honest trailerism. I won't go too much into toxic fandom because I think anyone, especially if you're a woman on the internet, knows what that is. Just you know, anything related to The Last Jedi. So I won't spend too much time about that. But I don't think that it's a coincidence that a lot of the time there's the what-if-Jack-could-have-fit crowd uh, usually calls Rose a bitch or uses other uh, sexist or misogynistic comments. Uh, Especially manning a Twitter account for Titanic Minute. There's a lot of people like, oh, Rose, you dumb whatever, or, oh, Rose. And even... Even if it's funny or it's jokey, it's still there. Uh, so that's the toxic fandom element of it. The second is Honest Trailerism. Uh, honest Trailer, for anyone's not aware, is a garbage series of YouTube videos <laughs> where a bunch of nerds sit around uh, and just pick apart things in movies that they think are plot holes but aren't actually plot holes. The other day, like, I went on YouTube, and for some reason it recommends, like, everything wrong with Ratatouille in five minutes or less.
0: What? (laughs) Come on.
2: Yeah, well, it's... Okay, sorry. So it's basically... And there's a lot of different ones. There's uh, Cinema Sins is another... Uh, And there's just a lot of sites and clickbait and videos. They're just devoted to sucking the joy out of movies and being cynical and ironic. There is
1: no cultural, artistic, or intellectual value to that at all.
2: Yes. Um, It equates normal, forgivable continuity errors that you probably don't even notice and it, it calls them plot holes and most of the time they're not and that's why I use this group this week's Google group Monday To show what people consider plot holes are just usually nonsense Anachronisms that you picked up on because you're sad and lonely and I've seen a movie 500 times sure uh, so it One thing I will point out and I think we cut this it's interesting that everyone harps on the door, but no one ever talks about how unrealistic the ax scene is. The like Rose swinging that ax with her eyes closed is Mm -hmm. way more hard for me to buy than the door fitting two people. And I don't care about either, but no one ever brings that up.
1: It is telling.
2: Um, so the, I, I have a little more, I'm getting near the end. So, uh, a little while ago, uh, i think it was i think it was actually on his trailer that they took uh kong skull island a task
1: what yeah getting, I, okay I, I i've been getting angrier and angrier listening to you because i agree with you 100 percent. sorry i just i needed to vocalize something no no but if ahead. you are if you are picking apart kong skull island <laughs> okay. you shouldn't be allowed in a movie theater anymore yeah. You're, yeah, you're you're an idiot you're not understanding so, and, what you're seeing. But
2: the great thing is the director of Kong Skull Island, he went <laughs> on Twitter and he actually like, he really, he laid out that case. And he talked about how dumb these people are and how he talks about this. He, he says, things like CinemaSins simply suck the lifeblood of other people and are often just wrong about intent or how cinema works. It's terrible. And he lays out a bunch of it. He lays out a bunch of cinema sins that these people found in Kong Skull Island and just talks about why they're wrong. So he says these videos are infuriating. They're often just wrong, or they think they're smarter than you. I love film criticism and I love reading negative reviews if the author makes compelling and well written arguments. It's a Jordan
0: uh, Vaught Roberts or whatever that guy's name is. Yeah. The director. Gotcha.
2: So that's a really great example of someone responding to those garbage accounts. And, you uh, and, know, and t- I
1: have, I have it on good authority that that guy <laughs> like fought really hard behind the scenes to like maintain the integrity of that film. And that, that the studio and i don't, i actually this probably isn't like any secret or anything but i the way i heard it is through friends of friends and stuff like that but that they wanted to cut john c Riley out of that film what? <laughs> and he was just talking about how it, like he had to fight with the studio to keep that character in the movie like just absolutely crazy stuff and then he gets that movie out which rules mm-hmm. and absolutely yeah, owns completely and then these nerd shut-ins just like capitalizing on something else that somebody actually made, and all they're doing, sitting at their computer and complaining, nitpicking, like Dove said, continuity errors and nonsense. Yeah. To criticize an actual creation, it's like like it is parasitic in the worst sense of the word. Yeah. And like it is just so unbelievably idiotic, like to complain about this door scene. A, to complain about a period. Because, like, I, you watch the scene, and if you're just watching it the way a movie is supposed to be watched, it, like, anyone who has tried... Like, I would love to see these fat, lonely nerds try <laughs> to crawl their way up to a floating, horizontal object in a lake and try to not have it flip back over. And then their Popeye's-fueled guts <laughs> plunge to the bottom of a lake... No, Popeyes doesn't deliver, so they, there's no way they don't they <laughs> eat Popeyes, and it, it is infuriating to me that idea. The idea is there's only enough room for one of them, and Jack sacrifices himself for it. Yeah, yeah. And these the morons, place. these shut-ins, these attention-starved fools, that that like create diagrams of that door and try to argue that two people and here's here's the thing that makes me the angriest is like most of the arguments that that door could fit two people would be like two people working carefully to lowered work by together, a helicopter or something in a working carefully and in concert to slowly get on that door together in water that's barely above freezing like give me a break uh it S- is one of the stop taking your insulin, so you'll just die already, please, <laughs> all of you people.
0: It is one of the uh, like popular all-time bad takes, right? Like it's a bad take that everyone likes to feel clever about having. And you're like, yeah, no, it's and that's dumb. as the
2: the director of Kong Island uh, pointed out, it's just something to make you feel to smart. to make your to make yourself feel smart, but also. To shield yourself from feeling something or trying to ruin it for people who do feel something
1: yes thank you and like the idea is like uh, well first first of all Jack and Rose are made-up characters and this event never existed so James Cameron was like doors are not big enough for both of them that should be yeah. enough for you
2: yeah the person who wrote the screenplay and directed and produced the movie literally said and showed you that he cannot fit
1: they, and, yeah, and, that's the thing that makes me the angriest. He even takes time to include. Well, obviously in this movie, he takes time to show you everything that he wants because it's like three hours long. But anyways, like Jack tries to get on it and he fails. Yeah. Like, why is that enough for you? Yeah. Awful. Also, I, like just irritate. And I also, I'm gonna stop for a while.
2: And also, I just I have a couple examples of things. Everyone always loves it, but take any movie that you love, and you can find some dumb argument like this that you never thought about the first or second or third or maybe even tenth. Like, yeah, I wonder know, if all
1: these people do they apply the same level of scrutiny to Raiders of the Lost Ark? Probably yeah, not, because like, Harrison Ford is just alpha mailing it through the entire movie. So yeah. then they probably don't care.
2: Yeah, so. and it again, like there is a level of misogyny, and no one is, you know, it. No one hears Charles Foster Kane say "Rosebud." Who cares? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Rob and I, Rob, we've talked about this, and everyone, you know, what's the Joker's plan? in The Dark Knight and Luke's yeah. plan in Return of the Jedi.
0: Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, Luke's Luke's plan in, at Jabba's palace Put to create Rose. an entertaining scenario for yeah, yeah. audiences. Yeah. Right. No, I know. And Here's do the right
1: and and in Ra- in Return of the Jedi, does Luke win? Like here there there's the thing is like the same nerds and are just like, eh, his plan makes no sense." Then then the last Jedi comes out and they're like, "Oh my gosh, they totally betrayed Luke." And yeah. like nothing that he does makes uh, like, like George
0: no, Lucas is saying this in your I, It's just like, "Oh <laughs> god." Uh, so, j- the, James, the la- James Go ahead. I'm sorry. The
2: last thing I have that that's that's all of it. I so the last part and I can see people attacking saying it's like, well, you guys are doing a minute by minute podcast yeah. and you, you have plenty of nitpicks and cynicism. So I, you know, I yeah, guess there's, true. there's a no, there's a certain irony in that. But, you know, we're doing this because it's uh debatedly a fun format okay but 90 one of our
1: criticisms things, ever been that couldn't have happened
0: not yet yeah. and to i mean we're we've spent 55 plus hours talking about this movie so yeah. well also <laughs> 90 90 per- also no
1: one's listening to us
2: 90 percent of the things we nitpick are things we don't actually care about we're just doing it oh for fun. yeah i don't care at all uh beyond that i mean rob and i have gone on the record multiple times that we love this movie joe tolerates it
1: i yeah. I, I like half yeah, of it i
2: so it, I, I can see that coming out. It's like, well, you guys do Tyson Tuesday. And it's like, we do that because it's funny. Like, we, we don't actually. Well, we're,
1: we're clearly making fun of him because yeah. he's a dork.
0: Speaking yeah. of it, James Cameron, uh, he was asked about this recently. And he said he explained it by saying, quote, the answer is very simple because it says on page 147 of the script that Jack dies. Yeah,
1: yeah he's <laughs> the, the, there's a moment where I'm just like, you're exactly right.
0: That's, that's why he doesn't. So, that's all my uh, notes
2: I have on that, guys.
0: Well, uh, thank you, Duff. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I think we're all in agreement. As an official stamp of Titanic Minutes, uh, the Midnight Boys opinion. Uh, i just going to let the listeners know. What? Go ahead, Joe. No,
1: my, my official stamp is you're not allowed to have an opinion about a movie if you haven't gone outside of your f- house with a friend in the last three months. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if your skin is translucent, don't type
0: uh listeners uh i'm sure you've loved this you should go to itunes and write us a review <laughs>
2: everyone uh, loves a good lecture
0: yeah we have 41 reviews guys and currently a five-star rating so <laughs> thank <laughs> That's you gonna listeners change.
1: yeah and no uh, we don't have we don't have shut in like incel loser fans like the people that quote about <laughs> whatever come at us cinemas you garbage <laughs> losers <laughs> well we why don't you here's a plug for a party you can find us a person i'd be super happy to talk to you Oh, I almost said a swear word. I, you door truthers, please come <laughs> to our wrap party. I'll have a thing or two truthers. to say to you. I'll. All
0: right. You know,
2: you know who I bet is a door truther is Chris Hardwick.
0: Oh
1: God. yeah. Well,
0: look what happened okay. to him. Oh God. Okay. Um, we'll be back tomorrow, guys, with a new. They heart think of the me ocean. too.
1: They think me too means that me too can fit on that door.
2: They th- they think that's something you say at Olive Garden when someone orders something me too All of that
0: all right we'll be
1: back to- <laughs> but they're always saying it to their mom or grandma oh,